Welcome back to the PT Marketing Power Hour. Today, we're continuing our conversation about managing financial crisis with Eric Miller of Econologics. We'll find out Eric's best advice for setting yourself up for financial stability in any future crisis. You can catch part one of our conversation on the last episode or watch the full interview on our YouTube channel, Practice Promotions Physical Therapy Marketing. Now, here's part two with Neil and Eric. Uh, Eric, what are some of the financial pitfalls that you think a practice owner can make at this time? Uh, bad decisions they can make right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think it primarily is just, you know, if you start feeling uncertain or confused and uh, you start making really bad decisions. So, you know, I think the number one is, is you know, as far as bad decision making would be to um, do nothing. Okay. I think that's number one is just like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to confront this. So people that just don't confront what their finances are, I think that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, looking at your investment accounts and, and saying, Hey, I may need to like dip into these and, you know, and sell my, my, uh, my retirement accounts that you're not going to use for another 20 years. I think that'd be a mistake too, is going in and, and, and making changes to that because, you know, it, there's just, there's no, no good that's going to come of that. Um, and I think the, uh, the other mistake is, let me think of one, um, oh, not staying connected to people that are help you. So what I mean by that is like, you, you should have like your colleagues, you should have a team right now that you're depending upon. So your that would include colleagues that would include, you know, your associations, your accountants, your bookkeepers, your consultants. Like you should not be disconnecting from your consultants right now. You need them now more than ever, as far as to teach you how to, to navigate through this thing. Um, so you really have to make sure that you're staying connected in communication with those people because they're going to help you uh, be able to make adjustments and make good decisions and provide really good data. And I think that's a, that's another big problem that people are having the information that they're given right now is just um, making them I don't want to say hysterical, but you know, people are operating out of fear right now and making decisions based upon that. And yeah. you just you can't do it. Nothing good becomes of that. Yeah. Right absolutely. now is your time to like really be a leader and uh and make decisions looking, you know, at the next two or three years because you know the decisions that you make right now could affect your next two to three to five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um we were chatting on this a little bit before, uh and and I was giving you my experience, which is when I had my practice in South Florida, uh, we actually got shut down three times, we went through three hurricanes and, uh, Wilma was the last one. And that was about 2005 in October. And, uh, that shut us down for like a week and a half. And then our elevator broke because of like an electrical surge from the storm. So we, we couldn't get patients up the elevator for three weeks afterwards. Uh, so basically like a month and a half, we were really down in our business and so, and then just realized that the whole community was smashed Our roads and intersections were down and businesses, windows were blown out and all kinds of damage. Right. Um, so natural disasters happen, reset, uh, recessions happen. Right. And so, um, it, 
in kind of looking at the finances of, of a business, you, you have to be prepared to weather the storm of whatever yeah. may come your way. And this is just one of the many things that could happen to yourself or to your business that's out of your control. Right. Um, and so it could be a natural disaster. There's many, uh, you know, clinic owners that we've talked to that have different stories. Maybe it was a tornado or a fire or whatever things happen. And, and just from a financial standpoint, what you taught us was that you need to have, you know, reserves for your household and you yep. also need to have reserves for your business to, to get through these times. Right. Yeah, I think people are starting to realize the value of that. And, you know, and I, and I get it, you know, they, they made interest rates and, you know, money that you had in your checking and savings account. I mean, how much did you earn on that money? Zero, mm -hmm. zero to 1%. Yeah. So people looked at it and said, why would I just have, you know, money sitting in a bank earning 0%? I have to have my money like always doing something for me. Okay. Well, that's, that's not always the case. You need to have liquidity. And you need, and, and right now, you know, would people have the choice of having a hundred to $200,000 just sitting in their business checking or personal savings account? I'm sure they would feel a heck of a lot better right now, even if it's only earning zero to 1% than having nothing, mm -hmm. you know, in liquidity. So having liquidity, having, you know, that money available um, so that you can salvage a business because this stuff is going to happen, just like you said. I mean, this is, this is an emergency, right? And it only becomes an emergency because you failed to, to plan for it, right? Otherwise, it's not really that much of an emergency. Like if you had three or $400,000 sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks. I may have to dip into it, but at least it's there and I can, I can protect my organization. People that didn't prepare for that, they don't have that. And now they're in, in the fear and anxiety and, and then they make the bad decision. So uh, I'm hoping it gives a, a lot of practice owners a wake-up call of just how important profits are, like profits are really, really key, and how important good money management uh, of your money is, mm -hmm. that you are putting profits in there, that you are you know, setting aside money in, in emergency funds, and not just like $10,000, I'm talking about like two to three months of business expenses. And you know that message is kind of easy to tell people right now. They may not have listened to that like three months ago, but- right. Are listening to that right now. Yeah, that was definitely a hard pill to swallow when you were mentioning that years ago and things are good and you're like, well, I don't need, do I really need to have that much reserves for, for yeah. operating? And then you're like, hey, guess what? Your business is shut down for two months uh, because of a pandemic. And yeah, here it is, right? We're, we're living it. So uh, those fa uh, sound financial principles do apply, right? And yeah. it may not be something that happens on a yearly basis. It might be once every 10 years or once every 20 years, but something will happen once in that lifetime of the business that could put you under if you don't prepare well enough. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And so as we start to, you know, recover here in the coming months, there's going to be an end to this. There always is. And uh, going through again, like natural disasters um, where they're like, Oh, the community's devastated. It's going to take years to recover. One thing I've always just seen is that things recover faster than anyone can predict. Um, people want to get back to normalcy in some regards. And, that, and so what are some of the things that you're going to see that, that a practice owner really needs to look at here that was starting to recover here in the next few months financially? Well, I think from a financial perspective, I mean, there, there's a great opportunity again um, for those that really weren't operating that efficient right now. 
to really start looking at their staff and how they've, they've created their organization to figure out how I can get more out of, um, you know, creating efficiency so I can get more out of what I have right now, as opposed to just like overwhelming the, the organization with just more expenses, bringing people back too fast. Like I, I need to start, I need to really start looking at this and saying uh, profits matter. And I have to like figure that out. Like what are some things we can do? So to my point, as I said before, as far as overwhelming the organization with expenses, I think you can't bring people back too fast. And what I mean by that is obviously, you know, you have key executives, you have your top producers. I would rely heavily upon them going forward to try to get as much production as I possibly can from them. Because again, even when you start seeing patients again, there's going to be a lag time of when you collect money. So you're going to really, your, your reserves are kind of like liquid gold right now. And you really have to manage that correctly. Um, so I'm telling a lot of people, just make sure that as your patient load comes back, that you're bringing staff back strategically. And then it's a good opportunity for those people that were negative and didn't produce for you. You know, don't bring them back. You know, you, you don't, you don't need to. I mean, it's, right. it's, that sounds a little bit, I don't know, maybe a little bit hard, but I really believe that, um, this this became uh, an employer-based economy overnight. Mm -hmm. And when you have 10 million people now that are on unemployment, and I think there'll probably be more coming soon, uh, you know, you there, there's that many people that are gonna be unemployed. And so all the demands that employees put on the employer before, which I, I guess was warranted because, hey, it was a, you know, it was a full employment economy. People are gonna be looking for jobs right now. People are going to be hungry to work. So you can really find out those people have a good attitude and that want to produce and bring those people on. The people that, you know, were kind of the parasitic type and, you know, really weren't on board and didn't really follow your purpose. You know, you don't have to bring them back right now. Yeah. So that would be one thing. And then, of course, just the good money management. Make sure that as you're going forward, making sure that you are putting you know, your, your profit first. You know, we, our organization spends 99% of everything that we make. Okay. And I say that to people and they're like, yep. And we could run our organization for a whole year without making a penny because we put money in separate accounts and reserves and we plan for this. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we spend it all, we expense it out. And that's the only way that you're ever going to have reserves is, is if you actually ex make it a necessary expenditure of the organization. So you have an opportunity right now as things come back to put that policy in and that would be the, the first thing that I would do if I'm a business owner is really make sure that my, I have good sound money management in place. Gotcha. So, so kind of just to review what you were saying there, uh, first and foremost, just be careful in as you hire back uh, that you're not hiring back too fast to, to swamp your organization with expenses uh, yep. because there is obviously going to be a curve in your, in your volume, right? As you, uh, with your marketing, if you're very aggressive with that, that curve should be a little steeper, easier to get Correct. back to normal. Uh, if it's slower, then it's going to be a, a, sh a shallower curve. So you need to hire as your demand dictates to that. Don't just bring everybody back. Hey, we're back open. Everybody's getting back to work. And boom, now you have the biggest expense in your organization, which is payroll. Yeah. And you killed your organization for months because you're, you're, you're overstaffed. Um, so be strategic in how you're hiring. And then, um, as you were saying there before, I think just kind of help bring some clarity around that, making, making sure that 
uh, there's that good book profit first, right? Yes. Uh, which is a very good book. Definitely read that, but it's about making sure that your business is always making a profit, but that profit is actually considered an expense. Um, and so you really don't, um, notice it because it's always going away into a, an account somewhere doing its thing. And you're trying to operate the business just off, off of what else you're, you know, producing, but that, that profit is set aside to, you know, for future. And so uh, yeah. it's very good sound financial uh, advice with that. Uh, <laughs> um, and so as you're looking at this um, and, and one thing that you taught, taught us really well, Eric, was that your, your business is this asset that you're building, right? And one day you're going to exit the business, you know, whether it's by your choice or not. And obviously you want it to be by your choice. I've sold my practice. So I've, I've been through this and the goal is you're trying to strategically build your business to be as profitable as possible, as self run as possible. So that when it's time to retire or move or whatever the thing's going to be that you exit the business, it's going to have the maximum value built into it that you can sell it for. Right. Um, so what are some of the key decisions right now and for the next five years that a practice owner wants to focus on to achieve that? Okay. Well, I mean, I think the first decision right now that you have to make is that you're not a victim and you are a problem solver. I think right now that's, that's the first decision that, that I would make and that, you know, I'm trying to get people to make is that look there are right now, I think everybody kind of feels like they're at the effect of this whole thing. Um, but that's, that's not going to solve any problem. Sorry. I'm just going, I have a list here. I'm just going off the, my list right here. Um, so that's the first decision I would make. And I think that's the key because right now it's, it's all about attitude, mm -hmm. right? And for those people that can keep their, their emotional tone level to a degree where they're, where they stay in action, where they're, where they're solving problems, where they, you know, they see the importance of, of keeping the organization there and that's going to be their mission. I really feel like they're going to, they're going to be the ones that come out on top of this, you know? So really keeping your attitude, you know, giving yourself that checkup from the neck up to make sure that you're not just like, Oh, woe is me. And you know, this is bad. And you know, it's just that that's not going to solve any problems. That would be the first decision that I would make. Second decision I would make is that, that I am going to, to market and promote and produce my way out of this thing. Right. And that I think is a really key decision because not a lot of people are saying that right now. They're thinking about, they're getting, you know, they're getting uh, opinions from people, parents, you know, colleagues, Hey, you should just shut down. You shouldn't be operating right now. You should just stop. You should do all those things. And, you know, instead of saying, Hey, let's market, let's produce, let's promote our way out of this thing. And those people that make that decision, that do that, I really feel in the next five years, they're going to be the leaders of the pack, you know, in, in their community. I really, I really do feel that way. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if I'm right or not, but um, I think that, that in addition to that, like you, you should make the decision that you can create income, that you can get creative with the methods that, that you do it, but you also have to make sure that you're utilizing your proven methods of creating income and, you know, make that decision. And then, of course, just make the decision that you're not going to be in this condition ever again. And I think that's probably the key decision that that I'm that I have this this window, just like you said earlier, to really impress upon people. Like, how does it feel right now? How does it feel to have no reserves? How does it feel to have a load of debt that that you have to pay on? How does it feel to watch your investment 
and stock market market accounts go down 25 to 30 percent how does it feel to, you know to to overpay in taxes and you know you have the ability right now to to make a decision that you're never ever again going to be at the mercy of the banks uh the irs uh or um the stock market you know you're never again going to be at, at the mercy of, of those three institutions again and that you're going to do the fundamental actions that are going to allow you to be in a much different condition than anyone else and it does start with making sure that your main engine which is your business is profitable is sustainable and is transferable and putting your attention on building that and then just making sure that that a portion of that value goes to your parent company the household so that you can you know create other income streams for the benefit of your household as well yeah awesome advice there eric and uh one thing that you really taught us was that uh, very very simple concept but but your household is really the parent company of everything else that you hold, right? Whether that's yeah. the, the business is part of that, the, you know, the business is not above the household. And, and often as practice owners, we feel like, oh, I have to, you know, forgive a, for, forgo a paycheck or something like that because the business has to come first. No, the, the household actually comes first. That's the parent company. The, yeah. the business feeds the parent company, your, your, your other assets and other streams of income feed the parent company. So make sure you feed in the parent company, which is the household. <laughs> that's right awesome. yeah um so eric thank you so much for for um bringing your wins your wisdom here today and helping uh practice owners around the country uh get through this difficult time but really like get ready for uh, a better financial future for themselves so i really appreciate you being on the call here today Thanks, um, bro. you're welcome and so uh, if you definitely want to get connected with eric he's got a, a amazing courses that he helps teach you uh, and then, of course, you can go further uh, into it, uh, help financially with uh, him and his company. It's called Econologics uh, Financial Advisors. And I think it's, is it EconologicFinancialAdvisors.com? Is that? Yeah, it's EconologicsFinancialAdvisors.com. I can send you the link. And then, you know, we also have a financial um, survival disaster guide. I think that's what we called it, uh, that I can send you the link to if they want to download it. Some of the topics that we talked about today, uh, they, can, they can simply download that as well. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll share that with the group so they can get that information. So thanks for being on the call today, Eric, and uh, wishing you well. Thanks, bro. See ya. All right. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you as you pilot your practice through turbulent times. As you work to recover patient volume, check out practicepromotions.net slash power. There you can download more than nine checklists of free resources made to coach you through simple marketing actions to increase profitability and new patients. Check it out today. It's practicepromotions.net slash power. And we will see you next time.